Well, you know how I'm in a bowling league now. I feel like such an old person. I'm probably one of the youngest dudes in that bowling league, but my parents invited me to do it, and I said, why not? So now every time I bowl a strike, I can just think back to that one funny, iconic bowling video where it's like, who do you think you are? I am! And the guy's going crazy, and everyone's all like, ah, and it's just like, damn, you didn't realize bowling gets this high. <laughs> What's even better about that is you only do the sports where you're able to have an adult beverage. So you go and you golf, you go and you have your bowling. So I can see you having two of those. And all of a sudden your mom bowls behind you and she gets it in the gutter after you hit a spare and you go, who do you think you are? My mom. And then <laughs> like, you know, every Tuesday, bro, drink and bowl. Nothing gets better than that, it seems like. Oh, goodness. I, I can think of Taco Tuesday. That's better to me. That's true. Welcome to Our Factual Opinion, the sports podcast where your co-hosts, Zachary Nicklai and Tyler McGee, talk all things sports and give our factual opinion and sometimes talk about their bowling leagues, it seems like. You know, I wish more people talked about the undervalued sports like the Ocho. Did you see that was on the other day? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of Dude. some crazy stuff. There was like what was it like some suicide diving or I don't even know what it was called, but they were just doing some yeah. crazy dives in the water. All right. It, it's amazing. And it's things where when you're a kid, you know, your mom, you know, how moms nowadays, they're like, son, don't play Fortnite. Don't do this. You're not going to make any money off it. And all of a sudden kids are making two and a half mil because they're getting first. Like, why are you playing cornhole? That's ridiculous. Yeah, you're you're on the ESPN. Main one, I think. Yeah. Like it's great. So one more quick thing. I saw too, there's this thing called like semi truck racing and they're literally semi trucks going super fast. And I'm like, dude, what, what the hell am I watching? Here? You're watching semi truck racing. I love all sports. I do. I watch the little league world series. I watch it all. I throw it on. I think it's a blast. Uh, big sport coming on right now though. Mm -hmm. baseball tyler yes sir baseball heating baseball. up things are getting crazy especially for my dodgers they're starting to get back in form bellinger's hitting home runs but still striking out oh we'll see trying to catch up to those angels giants. are a game uh below 500 mm -hmm. we're mm -hmm. we're dancing around that line but yeah you know angels could have possible hall of famer i mean not hall of famer uh, mvp this season and probably hall of famer shohei otani today on mlb network they were talking about maybe there's someone else who could be in contention for the MVP this season, and his name is Willie Adamas. What do you think about that, Zachary Nikolai? It, it was a really interesting conversation, and I, I want to relate it to basketball really quick. So the two guys that should have won it you know, were LeBron and uh, Embiid early in the season. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they get hurt. And so it's like, okay, you can't give LeBron it. And then Embiid missed just enough time to where it's like you couldn't give it to him. Yeah. So it was like, all right, like, don't get me wrong. Jokic had a great season, oh, yeah. Fantastic. but he yeah, he was healthy. So it's like, obviously you get it. So this year, you know, Tati should have won it. He still is the favorite, which is weird because I mm -hmm. thought he was going to be out longer with a shoulder injury. I think they know something I don't, but, you know, Vegas is – there's a reason Vegas always takes your money. It's because they know yeah. more than you. Um, <laughs> De Grom, I think he should have won both the Cy Young and the MVP, but obviously he's not healthy, so he's not able to get there. So, you know, Harper right now seems like the favorite to go away with it if Tatis does not return. Uh, you go and you look at some other favorites. Uh, for some reason, Trey Turner is now a top five contender. Um, he kind of reminds me of like a Steph Curry almost to where it's like he – 
well, that might be a bad analogy, but basically he's heating up now and people are looking at him because he's on the Dodgers and they're like, oh my God, this guy's really good. But if you actually watched a Nationals game, like I was saying Scherzer's a top four pitcher in the game for the longest time. And people were like, no, Kershaw's better, this and this. And I'm like, I don't know. You got to see this Scherzer guy. And then all of a sudden Scherzer comes to the Dodgers and they're like, oh, this guy's amazing. It's like, he's been amazing. Same thing with Mookie, same thing with Trey Turner. I've been telling people, these guys are great. And yet, because all of a sudden they come to L.A. and get the limelight, people like these guys are pretty good. So, you know, Adamus is great. He is having an all star above all star year, I would say. They were were saying when he came onto the Brewers is they're pretty much the most not they're the they have the best record in baseball since joining the Brewers. And they go to all the stats and everything. And it makes a valid case, you would think. Yeah, it's a great case. You know, you look at Adamus, his batting average, everything from on base to batting average, RBI, everything that he's done has not only been good for him, but what's kind of cool is usually in baseball, like Otani's doing great. Yeah, Angels are still sub 500. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think they would be a lot lower without Otani, but you look at the yeah. Brewers and then him playing well equates to wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think he is the MVP favorite. Like I said, I think he's more of a Steph Curry type player where it's like, oh, hey, who else can we throw in there? Because we're tired of saying uh, Jokic and we're tired of saying Embiid. Like, well, I don't see him winning it. I think the difference, though, is that when Steph Curry was thrown in there, his numbers were the same as when he had that unanimous MVP uh, season. So that's why he was kind of thrown in there. It's just the difference was his team was the ninth ninth seed, eighth seed in the West at the time. So And the Brewers are in the lead right now in their division. So that yeah, helps exactly. him a lot. But the thing that I love about baseball is – so people always talk about it in football and in basketball, you know, most valuable player. What does valuable mean? Like, yeah. why, why do you go and give it to so-and-so? Like the Seahawks without Russell Wilson would be awful. He should be the MVP every year. Tom Brady, anywhere he goes, you know, they're always giving it to a quote-unquote winning team, you know. Mike Trout's been the MVP. Well, he should have won it more times, to be honest with you, but he's been on a losing team. And I it's because he is the much best agree. and most valuable. Everyone can agree, even if, you know, you're not like a Trout fan or, I mean, the, the three Angel fans out there will agree too that that Mike Trout is the best in baseball. Like, they're, that's plain and simple. Everyone kind of knows that he's the best in baseball. Obviously, he's injured right now, but everyone agrees, I feel like, that he's the best out there. Yeah. See, and Otani, that, that's an argument I've been hearing lately too. People are like, Otani shouldn't win the MVP because, you know, the Angels are sub-500. And it's like, no, that's what's amazing. Without him... The Angels could quite possibly not be 57 and 58. They could yeah. be like 40 and what is that, 75? Like they would be tied with the Pirates right now. And that's awful. Like that That's such a hard argument because like, I could see that argument. Your team has to win a MVP for maybe like football or basketball, obviously. But baseball is such a different sport in terms of, yeah. I mean, obviously Otani plays both positions, but you can only do so much. Like you have to have a good bullpen or you have to have, great pitchers. You could be the only one hitting on your team. You could get a double. And if no one can hit you in, then like, what else are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? You can impact the game there, obviously, but there's only so much impact you can have on a team. Whereas in basketball, LeBron James, every team he goes to championship contending team. You know what I mean? I don't know. It, it doesn't seem really 
fair to say, you know, that you have to be winning on a team. I think it helps Adamas's case, but if it were me, Otani's running away with it in the AL, you know, Vlad, I loved your dad. I love you. You just picked the wrong year to be contending for the triple crown. Uh, this year, if Tatis comes back, I would give it to him. Uh, if not, you know, it's either going to be Harper or Dodger. I would give it to Muncy before I give it to Turner, though. Yeah, but baseball's so exciting right now, man. Like oh, yeah. Corbin Burns, he went and tied a record uh, ten straight K's to start the game. We have Adam Wainwright pulling a Maddox. He uh, pitched a complete shutout, yeah. gave up two hits, under eighty-eight pitches the entire game. Uh, we got the Field of Dreams game going on between the Yankees and the White Sox. That's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. One of the most misquoted uh, movie lines of all time. Tyler, if you build it. I, bro, I don't even know that movie that well. What? Yeah. So a fun fact for those listening, it's all people always go, if you build it, they will come. That's not how it goes. So it's if you build it, he will come. And then all of a sudden someone goes in and whispers and they go, Build what? That's the, that's the thing. It's not a they. It's just a he. It's a singular person. But, you know, it's kind of like the whole Star Wars, you know, Luke, I am your father. Like, doesn't say Luke. Yeah, it just says I'm your father. Yeah, so got to love it. But no, baseball, Little League World, uh, World Series going on right now. That's uh, heating up. Corbin Burns making history. Adam Wainwright showing, hey, I'm not that old. I can still compete. Feel the dreams game. Kevin Costner showed up to that field. It was historic. But now, as exciting as baseball is, we know the sport that dominates America. Football coming back in. Preseason already started. We had the Hall of Fame game go on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I heard something on ESPN's show, Get Up, Tyler. Mm -hmm. Thought of you right away. And I laughed when... She said it because so Kimberly Martin, she was on uh, the show Get Up yep. and she said, I struggle seeing the Rams making the playoffs. I'm not as high on the Rams after this Matt Stafford trade as most people are. And she actually kind of credited the O-line and said that they were too old and aging. Aging OL. I know you got something about that. Well, I think it's funny. Okay, so straight up, she says. Okay, so there she made some valid point, like the Cam Akers injury that could be a bigger hit to the Rams than most people think, yeah. and just the division itself is probably the hardest division there is. But I thought what was funny too is that she says an aging OL, and then right under it, the first tweet you see, Dan Orlovsky saying, "Whispers in ear, Andrew Whitworth is the only, only offensive lineman on this team basically that's over the age of thirty, and he's like thirty nine years old. He's." old veteran dude but he's a big guy he's great for our line but come on like we he's the only one over the age of 30 and you say aging offensive line our offense is probably the best offense in that division arguably you could say russell wilson dk metcalf you know what i mean but we also have you know stafford we have if cooper cup can stay healthy i mean we're competing up there and we have probably the better defensive defense in that division as well. You don't think so? I, I don't know. Cause it's, you look at that entire division. It's I tough think, division. Oh, it, it, and honestly, it's actually, not just that it's tough. It, it's, you know what? I say we have the best offense, but you think like it's it, the, everyone there is good. You know, you have Russell Wilson, Callum yeah. Murray's coming up. DeAndre Hopkins on that team. DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf's on the Seahawks. 
Tyler Lockett, you know, and even the, George Kittle on the Niners, yeah, like the best tight end. Niners. It's just that division, every single one of those teams you could see as possibly being a top 10 team. I could see the Rams struggling kind of early just because, you know, new QB adjusting to a new system. But I feel like with Sean McVay, Stafford, the veteran that he is, he's probably hungry to try and carry this team to a Super Bowl. I don't see us struggling to make the playoffs. Yeah, I I don't either because I see two to that division that the Rams are in. I can see three of those teams making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I can see the division winner and then I can honestly see the two runners up being in the wild card. Because if you look at, you know, the NFC East, division winner is going to make it sadly and then everyone else isn't. Yeah. And then you go and you look at the NFC South, the division winner, who I think is going to be the Bucks, are going to make it. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see the Panthers do something. I don't think they are. You know, Falcons are like semi-rebuilding. It's kind of a weird team. Like they lost Julio, but Calvin Ridley is going to be. Ridley's nice. Kyle Pitts is going to be nice. Um, And then the Saints. I'm excited to watch him play. Yeah, the Saints, I don't think they're going to be there. So it's like that's two divisions already where I don't see them having wildcard teams. Yeah. You know, so I can see and all you have to beat now is the NFC North. And it's like the Vikings, they might, you know, put it up there. Packers, yeah, obviously, I think they're going to win their division. Away with it. I, I yeah. feel like we always say, oh, maybe they like watch out for the Vikings this year. It's like Bears it's fans, though. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Bad. Well, they're saying he's not, you know, might not start week one. So many That's things. Ridiculous. Like they're saying Justin Fields might not start week one. Eagles haven't officially named Jalen Hurts their starter. Apparently. The Jaguars are Trevor Lawrence is not official starter. It's like you could say that everyone knows Trevor Lawrence is going to start. You, why would yeah. why would you start Gardner Minshew? You drafted Trevor Lawrence. This dude yeah. looks like a prodigy. We all know he's starting week one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I love Gardner Minshew. That's I, I, do a, I think that's hilarious. not a football take. That's a personal take. That's a yeah, he's. I like him as the person. Yeah. You don't start him over Trevor. Lawrence. No, not at all. But yeah. no, he. He, he tugs in your heartstrings, but no, I agree with you, Ty. I just don't see, I can see him struggling to win the division. Now, if that was her argument, I could say, yeah, I could yeah. see that. Cause it's the toughest division, not in the NFC, the entire, you know, mm-hmm. NFL, but they're going to make the wild card minimum, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I agree. Today on first things first, Zach, they were asked, or they were talking about who you think or who they think will be the best QB from that 2018 draft class. So they're obviously it's basically Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield. And they were going on talking about how basically Lamar Jackson has to be, right? He already has that edge because he has that MVP season, all team pro, you know, all pro team. And it, it causes for an interesting take because, you know, Josh Allen just had what you think is his breakout season. And you'd have to see, you'd have to think that this has to be Baker's breakout season. Now he's finally getting Odell back. That offense is looking great. He's got a great backfield just with, you know, we also has Jarvis Landry. Who do you think, Zach? What do you think about their take of Lamar Jackson being the best of that draft class? Let me say this. I love LeVar Arrington. I've talked to him about uh, this kind of stuff. We've talked about quite a bit of football things. I think he's bright. I think he was a hell of a player in the NFL especially at Penn state. Uh, He is a college football hall of famer. 
just all around great person for forget football player. He was a hell of a football player. Everyone knows that mm-hmm. he's a great person and he's a bright person, you know? So he makes sense when he says Lamar has the edge, mm-hmm. but what I see this being, I don't see this being as far as people are making it seem like for some reason, everyone always wants to be like, Josh Allen's going to run away with it. This Bills team is going to go on and they're going to win 10 Super Bowls. And Josh Allen's going to be there forever. And Mafia, baby. Yeah, but it's like people want to separate it so much. I actually see this being this close. I see it being a 2004 class. Mm-hmm. So if I were to ask you who who's the best quarterback out of there, is it Eli, Phillip, or Ben? You know, people look mm-hmm. and they go, well, you know, Philip Rivers has all the stats. Mm-hmm. Eli has two Super Bowls, but yeah. he's also only 500 yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, it- you know, and then some people say Big Ben because he's – probably the best uh deep ball thrower there he has the most uh he has the most winning seasons out of the three like it's just who do you pick as well exactly so you can throw that in there so i i don't see it so much as lamar's gonna be head over heels yes i understand he has an mvp yes i understand he is a already a first team all pro if i had to bet on it and you look at their divisions Mm -hmm. I can't put Lamar and Baker over Josh. If I were to do it, I would go Josh Allen, Lamar, and then I'd go Baker. And the reason being is Belichick. I love him. Mm -hmm. He's got to retire in the next five, 10 years. Oh yeah. Not even probably. Definitely. I think he's, I mean, he's getting up there unless he coaches till he's freaking 90. (laughs) I could see it. I, I could see him with a Walker just going crazy, but like he, he has to leave, mm-hmm. you know, and Allen will still be going. And yeah. so I think if you look at the, that division, Jets aren't going to do nothing. No, I mean, you would, the, they're, no. they'll figure out, like the Jets figure out how to mess up every single time. And it's just, no. you feel bad for every quarterback that goes there. Yeah, Zach Wilson, I'm praying for you, dude. Yeah, I really I am. I like, he had a press conference. I liked his answer when people were complaining about his uh, interceptions. They yeah. were like, they were like, oh, what do you say about that? He goes, well, in practice, he's like, I think you're allowed to mess up. So I see, you know, how I can test this. And he's like, and as we get closer to games, you know, I realize I can't do that. And I was like, dude, that's a grown up answer. Yeah. I was like, good for you. They always have grown ups. Yeah, I love it. Um, but the Jets aren't going to do anything. The Patriots, you know, people forget like before Belichick and Brady, that team was eh. Yeah. I mean, Brady's pretty much Brady and Belichick put the Patriots like in the positions they are today. They are the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. If you think of the Patriots, first people you think of are Brady, Belichick, and then, I don't know, maybe Gronk. <laughs> yeah, like they, they are the Patriots. So you look at it, Dolphins, maybe I can see them being the biggest threat to the bills, but I see the bills ahead of them. So it's like, when you look at it, there's not really as much competition and, you know, you can't really talk about Tom Brady without mentioning that. Like the reason Brady had so much success in the playoffs is because his regular season, you know, six of the games. Yeah. yeah, Six games throughout the season. It was against pretty bad teams. So Josh Allen, I'd give it there. Oh yeah. But dude, you, you look at first off Baker and Lamar in the same division. Mm Mm-hmm. The Steelers, they are always good. Yeah. The Mike Tomlin's still there. I mean, you got to assume that. Oh, he's going to be there forever. They haven't been the best, like, as of. Well, they were pretty good last season, besides towards the end, they kind of broke down because they had no running game. But Steelers, 
for as long as I can remember, have always been good. But it's also oh, dude, they've only had three head coaches. Yeah, it's also kind of because Big Ben's been there for so long now, and you got to yeah. only you got to assume he's got. I would think this is his last season. But, it should be. Yeah. Last year should have been. I thought it was. I thought last year was his last season, but yeah. But no, you you look at him, and it's like the Steelers are consistently good. They're consistent in their front office, so it's like I don't know what you're going to say about that. Mm-hmm. Ravens, they're always physical, and then they have Lamar now. Yep. Browns, they were historically bad, Terrible. but it's like now they're figuring it out. And then don't forget the fourth team everyone looks at as the ugly stepsister. <laughs> the Bengals now have yeah. a real quarterback. Joey Burrow, baby. Yeah, and it's like I loved Carson Palmer, but when Palmer forced his way out, you know, they kind of went through their thing. Andy Dalton kind of kept them afloat. They went through their couple things, and then, you know, Joey comes and they're yeah, looking good. So Burrow's gonna be the guy who finally gets him that playoff win since Oh, he will. For, I don't remember the last time they won the playoff. He got a playoff win, but it's a long time ago. <laughs> he will. I yeah, I, I, so. I give him three years. Yeah. But you look at it and it's like, I think it should just be Josh Allen by default. You would think just basically based off divisions gonna be almost like, you know, Tom Brady did just gonna dominate the division and have the better chance yeah. of making that Super Bowl run. He'll have the easier walk. I'm not trying to like, like just knock the division or just his talent because he's super talented. Oh but yeah, he'll have the easier path to the playoffs almost every year. You would think so. I can see why that the argument, in my opinion, makes a lot of sense. One hundred percent. The the one thing I don't see as an argument is Baker being last. Like, you don't see that as an argument, or you? Think- no, I see. Like when you rank them, I could see people saying, "No, Lamar should be over Josh. No, Josh should be over Lamar." I I don't see an argument for Baker. I agree. I, I feel like we haven't seen it yet. This season, like I said, I think could be the season for him just because it feels like everything is just coming together perfectly. So if OBJ stays healthy, if their receiving core stays healthy, I can see him taking that step, but I still don't feel like it'll be better than Lamar or Josh Allen. Yeah. If Baker's the first one to win a Super Bowl, though, Cleveland no. is going to lose yeah. their mind. Cleveland's going to erupt. He's going to be LeBron no. James of. <laughs> Twitter is going to be crazy. We talked about yesterday on Twitter. I don't understand how Twitter's free. I don't. Twitter, Twitter should be. Twitter you should be charged un- about twenty dollars a month. Twitter's under Twitter every time. It's it's quality content for news, for humor, for mm-hmm. sports, for whatever you want. It is hilarious. And so I told you yesterday, uh, Twitter. Eli Manning, he's out there talking about his brother. Cowboys, the official Cowboy Twitter came out mm-hmm. and they said, no need to worry, but Dak Prescott is getting another MRI and we hope he'll be back by September 9th for our season opener. Yeah. So saying he won't be back until September 9th isn't concerning to me because it's like, I didn't think he was going to play preseason anyways. Mm-hmm. But the fact they have to say, we think he'll be back by then. Doesn't that mean there's something wrong with him, Ty? Listen, I, you don't start off a tweet saying there's no need for concern and then follow up with Dax getting another MRI. It's like, so if there was no need for concern, he wouldn't need that second MRI, right? But now that he's getting one, what if they do find something? Like, how can you even, how can you even say that? <laughs> they, they're mind boggling to me. So the tweet, they said, it's not a setback. So there was no concern. Uh, yeah, okay. it's, it's not a setback. 
and it's not a reason to worry, but mm-hmm. QB Dak Prescott is planning on getting another MRI. And then if you read the article, it says we hope to get him back by September 9th. Yeah. And it's like, you don't get MRIs just, just for the hell of it. Yeah. Like, and it's not a rich person thing, you know, where people are like, well, you don't have the money to go get an MRI. Right. No, no, no. Like rich people don't just go and get MRIs. Like the way the health. I'm a little sore. I'm going to go get an MRI real quick. Yeah. No, no, no. Health, healthcare workers, like they, they know, like yeah. if that's, what's great about, I'll give you a science lesson. So okay. if you go to a regular doctor, they'll yeah. go and they'll send you and they'll go, oh, go get a CAT scan, go get an yeah. MRI, go get this. If you go to people who know the body, so not just regular doctors, but if you go to like an actual person who understands the body, usually like uh, sports physicians and everything else, they are able to diagnose your body just by looking at you. And then they will order you an MRI if they see something wrong. So if he getting an MRI, it's not, I mean, someone says something wrong. Someone's telling him go get an MRI. Yeah. And it's either that or because the tweet said Dak is getting an M uh, wants to get an MRI. It might be a uh, concern thing. So I know when people tear their ACL, it takes yeah. time to get that trust back. So like I can like I think that's why Tua was so kind of off more towards part of your body. And that's what causes yeah. other injuries. Yeah, but like that's why I think Tua was like slightly off. That's why I think uh, Burrow's going to have a struggle for maybe five, six games, you know, because I don't think he's going to play preseason, you know. So I think he's going to be, you're not going to see that swagger and like the kind of risks he was taking because he was okay taking those hits. I don't think he's going to do it. So I think Dak, well, mentally, exactly. And it's such a football, such a tough emotional game where if you are worried, you're going to get killed. Yeah. So for Dak, I think he is concerned about his injury. And that's why if the way they made it sound, he's asking for it. He doesn't have the trust in his body. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. I just like you, you knew he wasn't going to play preseason. And if they say he's going to be back September 9th, you don't think there's too much worry, but missing practices is kind of hard. He hasn't really been back. Like he came back and then re-injured his shoulder and then it seemed like he was fine, practice some more, and his shoulder still starts to bother him. In that, in the division that he's in right now, I guess you would say there's not too much concern because, like, anyone can win that division. Let, let me ask you this, Tyler. Dak Prescott, he's out, let's say, the first four games. Mm-hmm. Are the Cowboys behind on the division and they don't have a chance to win it? See, I think they still have – a chance if they lose four in a row to start off i would say probably not if they can you know steal one or something but i'd say yes they still could have a chance just because that division Dak so starts himself. the season oh if Dak, Dak starts, starts the season no 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 so if he oh, doesn't okay. so you said that they don't have a chance unless they win game if Dak starts the season are the cowboys the runaway favorite for you no not the runaway favorite they're still so it doesn't even matter if he's there or not i mean i guess not but i obviously you saw the production of the and the the value of the team drop significantly when Dak left. That they weren't really winning, but like you saw Zeke's production significantly drop after Dak went down. So it makes you question if he's not playing again, will we see Zeke have another drop off season, or what? What kind of production are we going to get from him? I don't know. That that division is so bad. It's just, I guess. You could say it doesn't matter, but it really does when you have a quarterback like Dak. That's just a huge X factor. Obviously, everyone knows that and a big difference maker. If he's not playing, 
I don't see them having any chance at all to win the division. If he does, they obviously have a chance that that division is pretty bad. Yeah, no, it's uh, oh, the division that has America's heart for some unknown reason. Like, I was excited for whatever reason just to see this division just because it's so bad. You don't know who's going to take it. Like last year, it was like the run, like no one's running away with it. Everyone is under 500 in that division. It's like, who, who's going to take it? And, I don't know. It's like a car fire. Like, have you ever seen like just a horrible, just car fire on the side yeah. of the freeway? And then you everyone, don't want to look because you know, something bad's happening, but you're like, you find yourself going like, yeah, you, you yeah. find yourself always like checking once or twice, maybe 17 times throughout a season. Uh, but you're like, yeah, I, you can't keep your eyes off of it. But yeah, the division that has America's heart for some reason, speaking of having America's heart, uh, I did mention Field of Dreams. Yes. Uh, it's a classic American movie. Apparently, you've never seen it uh, for some odd reason. I have not. You were born in America, right? I was. I was. Okay. I just want to try to figure out some reason why you didn't have it. But yeah, it's uh, going to be played Yankees and the White Sox. White Sox are looking good. They might be the favorites in the AL to make it to the World Series. Who knows? So to say um, yeah, but it's going to be so much fun watching it. Like if you can tell your kids that you played in the Field of Dreams and you homered or you got a win there, like I wouldn't shut up about that. And so I thought that in... Oh, forget my resume. Like that would be my resume. <laughs> I, I would have my name, my the my contact information. I would just say I played in the field of dreams. I hit a contacts home. questions. See see contact information. <laughs> um, so I thought in honor of the field of dreams game being played, uh, we would talk about our favorite or what we believe is the best sports movie of all time. So not just baseball, just of all sports films. To you, Tyler, what is the best sports movie of all time? I would have to say my pick is probably a lot of other people's picks. Classic. I watch it all the time growing up as a child, and I'd have to go with The Sandlot. I just think that movie is everyone's favorite summer movie. You know what I mean? Like if you or was everyone's favorite summer movie, I don't know. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I know if I go back and watch it now, I'll love it just as much as I watched it, as I loved it while I was watching it as a kid. You know, it's just the classic, you know, firework, 4th of July scene. They're all pl they're playing uh, baseball under the lights of the fireworks or the classic you play ball like a girl line. It's just I feel like it doesn't get much better than the Sandlot. You know, what's funny is I took a film class and then we... Uh did ice break you know the awful icebreakers mm. i'll tell you about my favorite icebreaker later um but so the icebreaker was what do you think the best movie ever is and why and so i gave my answer airplane i think it's the best comedy of all time <laughs> surely you can't be serious yes i am and please don't call me don't Shirley. Call me Shirley. Um, I, I think it's a great movie i do and so the guy i was doing the icebreaker with i said what's yours and he said the sandlot and i said what like i could i could see an argument for that being your favorite sports movie yeah but for you to say that's the best movie of all time you know i looked at him and i said why he goes i want you to think of this if you show a five-year-old airplane will they like it and i said if they're my five-year-old yeah and he's like no, no no really like they wouldn't like it he's like if you show you know a 70 80 year old that you know they might not find it funny or it might be a little slow he's like you show a five-year-old the sandlot 
they fall in love. I know 70 and 80 year olds that love the Sandlot. He's like everyone in between, like, it's not one of those movies, you know, like for example, Moana, you know, you, you turn on Moana for your nephew, right? Mm -hmm. You let him watch it. You kind of find yourself not paying attention. Like you start drifting to your phone. The Sandlot is the movie you show your kids and you go, Oh, I'm watching this. But so Sandlot, that's that's your all-time yeah, just I mean, all sports, not just baseball. Yeah, I would say all sports. I mean, I, I like movies like Space Jam, obviously classic, but it's not really like when you rewatch it, you see it's like bad. as a kid, I loved it. When you rewatch it right now, it's just like Michael Jordan's not a good actor, like stick to basketball, dude. And it's it's just not like the best movie. It's just a fun classic movie. And then I find myself thinking, like, I love the movie 42 with the late, great Chadwick Boseman. I thought that fantastic. was a fantastic movie. And Harrison Ford does a hell of a job in there, too. Yeah, he really does. Him, Chadwick Boseman, it's it's a great movie. I love that. But I just feel like I always just find myself going back to the Sandlot. I just feel like there's not very many, like, great, like, not, like, there's a lot of good sports films, but I feel like that's one of the great ones. You know what I mean? It shocks me that you're such a basketball guy. And you don't go with Coach Carter or something. I love you Coach love Carter. the Sandlot was... and you love 42. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I do love Coach Carter. That's a great movie. But I don't know. I just always feel like if I'm going to rewatch a movie, it goes to Sandlot. Interesting. Now, mm-hmm. if I had to pick one, pe- people always laugh at me because I'll tell them this is my favorite sports movie. And they go, really? And then they'll watch it with me and they go, you need to relax. My favorite sports movie of all time, Tyler, Rocky. Yeah. That's that's an interesting Rocky. You know what's funny? Dude. Oh. That's not even one that I originally thought of, but like you think about it, like you brought it up, and I'm like, it is a great movie. I love Rocky, Sylvester Stallone. 1976, Sylvester Stallone. He the story behind him finally getting it, the actual story of Rocky, like the way that it created an empire, and then Michael B. Jordan. Went he portrayed like everything about it's great so if you don't know how it started uh sylvester stallone had like ten dollars to his name he stole his dog for money so he can like buy himself food because he was that starving like he was just on the street and so he went to i forget the number but he went to different uh movie productions and he said hey this is my script this is my idea what do you think and all of them said it was a good idea they just didn't want him to star in it. Yeah. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm going to be Rocky. And they said, no, great idea. You're not going to be Rocky. He goes, yeah, I am. They go, no. <laughs> Finally goes somewhere where he goes, hey, I want this and I'm going to be Rocky. They said, all right. They're like, we hope you know this isn't going to be like that good. So here they gave him like some stupid amount to, to produce the movie. It was not a lot at all. And so he made... Uh, the money they gave him up front for it. He went back, bought his dog, which I freaking love. Went, bought his dog back for like four times the amount he sold it for. Mm-hmm. And then he went and made Rocky and did. There was what, eight it's made after that? And then two yeah. creeds? Kept going. I kept going. I quote it when I get up, I get pumped up. When I worked out when I was younger, I would play uh, Gonna Fly Now. Dude, I, I would start pumping up, you know? I'd act like I was going up those steps of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, dude. It gets me. I'm sitting there. I'm in the ring with Rocky when he's up. If you ask anyone in my family and they see me going, I don't know how to box, but I'm I'm up here. You know, I'm going. Oh, dude. I, I love 
Rocky. That is. And what I like even more about it is that he doesn't win. Yeah. Because, well, it, it, it feels like, too, just honestly, just everything, though, is literally the ultimate. Like you were saying, it's the ultimate underdog story almost. Like, just from, oh, yeah, dude. The, just from Rocky himself to Sylvester Stallone to just the whole process of getting to where he needed to be. It's just, it really pumps you up. Like you said, it just makes you feel like you could run through all, you could do anything. You know what I mean? My heart's going right now, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Rocky goes out there. He's like, I'm the Italian stallion. Baby, I'm the Italian stallion. I'm so no. Rocky's amazing. And I love because especially like you said, underdog story. And what made it even better was that the underdog didn't win. He just went the distance, which is all he wanted. You know, and yeah. Speaking of the underdog story, we talked about ESPN 8 Yocho. Is dodgeball up there? <laughs> dodgeball is dodgeball. Well, that's what's funny. Do you want someone? So, like, for example, if you were to ask me my favorite baseball movie, mm-hmm. I would I think I might say major league. Major league? It would be between major league and a league of their own. So major league, Charlie Sheen, huge comedy. And it's like most people for some reason don't like comedy in yeah. their sports films. Yeah, I mean. You would think it's because, you know, you're watching a sports movie. You're not expecting like comedy. You're expecting to go see like a great story about sports. I feel like then you watch Nacho Libre. Is that a sports movie? (laughs) You know what? Dodgeball. I I'll get back to you on that. I (laughs) I would not count it as a sports film. I I don't think it's a sports movie either, but I want to make a rule where you have to be doing something athletic for at least half the film or talking about something athletic for half the film in order for it to be. I think Notch Lieber is doing some athletic stuff. I think Jack Black is doing some athletic uh, wrestling in there. He's at the church for more than half of it though. <laughs> There's a whole montage though, like a whole scene of him, you know, fighting the little dudes or whatever. And then him getting his face pulled or mask pulled off with, Oh, I remember that. And I was like, no, no, no. I watched the movie. I'm not even remembering any of the names, but you know what? I'll Google it and I'll get back to you. We'll talk about okay. it next episode. Nacho right. Libre sports movie or not. Okay. Oh, so you heard it here, guys. The Italian Stallion, Rocky, greatest sports movie of all time, according to me, according to Tyler McGee, the all-time classic Sandlot. Mm-hmm. Only the first one. Don't get confused. If you see that second one, it is not as good at Paul. That one doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking it about. It doesn't. No, there's only one Sandlot movie. There's no second. There's no remake. No nothing. There's one Sandlot movie, and that entire crew went to Dodger Stadium a couple years ago. That concludes this episode of Our Factual Opinion. Thanks for listening. Find us on Wednesdays and Fridays, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on. Be sure to follow us on social at Our Factual Opinion. From your co-host, Zachary Nicolai and Tyler McGee, we'll see you next time.